The following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of the Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment here. You're listening to Wrestling Night in Canada on the Shining Wizards Network with your hosts, Matt Copper, Dustin Maruka, and Snowy White. What's up, everyone? Welcome to another exciting episode of Wrestling Night in Canada. Ooh, a very chilly, chilly evening mm-hmm. here in Canada, eh? eh? Uh, <laughs> I'm Snowy White. I'm Matt Gopper. I'm Dustin Maruga. Hey, bros, what's going on? Well, we made it to 40. <laughs> this is our 40th episode, <laughs> boys. 40, this is it, eh? <laughs> we made it to 40 and I have the shits. That sounds perfect. <laughs> oh, <come on>. yeah. <laughs> well, that's a little TMI, don't you think? <laughs> Okay. So, so this is 40. This, so, this yeah. Is, yeah. so this is 40. Yeah, wait until you're uh, 80, pal. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. But, um, yeah, so if you have to go running off for any reason while we're in the middle you of know the why. discussion, we'll know why. Everybody knows why. Yeah, yeah. Okay. there seems to be some awkward gaps or, or awkward cuts in the audio. If you that, hear, that's why. If you hear me run away and go, Yeah. That's right. Okay, yeah, well, everything... No doubt will work out fine, just like it always does. We got yep. a lot of really cool stuff to talk about, some not cool stuff to talk about, but it's always entertaining when yeah. you flip on Wrestling Night in Canada as well. Before we kind of get into everything, today as we speak, December 5th, Yes, we want to say hello and happy birthday to another other then the very last AWA world champion, Larry Zabisco, turns 70 today. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I just kind of caught that hmm. just as I'm just kind of bruising the interwebs. And it's like, oh, holy geez. How is it December already? <laughs> <laughs> it is. Like, also, like 2021 is also is only like 26 more days. It is. Like, yeah. my God. It doesn't feel that <laughs> way. No. Yeah. Also... Alumni Larry Legend has also turned forty. Oh, so excellent. well, there you go. It's two Larrys, yeah. Two Larrys birthdays in one day. Awesome! I love it. I love it. I love it. But like I said, forty on our fortieth. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. There we go. Got lots of really cool stuff to talk about. So maybe we'll jump right in. Um, since we last sat down and did this and unfortunately been a while yeah, yeah it has it has been a while once again our apologies to it's that all time of, of year. our listeners it's yep. just with so much going on in our personal and professional lives sometimes these fun little hobbies kind of have to take a back seat mm-hmm. to everything so hopefully with the new year maybe we can work things out where we might be able to do this with even more regularity but mm-hmm. speaking of but you can still you can still hear you every single week on radioactive metal. Oh, of course, that's, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's kind of a given. So if you don't get tired of them here, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's right. I like I, I like to think of myself as Mr. Friday Morning. Nice, yeah. Which every Mr. Yeah, Friday, morning. Mr. Friday Morning. <laughs> well, that's when every episode of Radioactive Metal is Jesus available. That sounds like a that sounds like a gimmick that Vince would trot out on NXT 2.0. Just some guy in a bathrobe with a cup of coffee, Mr. Friday Morning. <laughs> there we are. Basically, it's basically the dude, but you know, just just different enough <laughs> yeah, just to enough. not <laughs> just enough. Well, for the amount of times. I've done radioactive metal in my PJs, mm-hmm. you know, like, hey, I, 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 I could probably pull the gimmick off. I've mixed a lot of albums in my PJs, too. So there we go. Yeah. There we go. Yep. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, speaking about the year winding down and the new year, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, hey guys, we got to remember upcoming will be our second go at the the Wrestling Night in Canada Year End Awards. Oh yeah. Remember right. last year we took the inspiration from the Pro Wrestling Illustrated Year End issue mm-hmm. with their achievement awards and all that. And right. We gotta give our own we gotta give our own best ofs our favorites. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't even remember the categories that we all chose. I think there was a wrestler of the year, female tag team match. Pay-per-view. Pay-per-view, I think. We had our... Yeah. Oh, yeah, story of the year. Yeah. Right, yeah. So it's... uh, And it'll probably change every year. Yeah, we'll add add (laughs) categories. We'll take away categories. Just like the Slammy Awards, you know? (laughs) That's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The Slammy Awards. Oh, my God. (laughs) Their, Their first year, it was the 37th annual Slammy Awards or something. Did they not call it that? That's I'm funny. Like, what? Fuck, here's Vince with his revisionist history again. Yeah, no, no <laughs> kidding. Just, well, okay, this was around the same time he was trying to pawn off Harley Race and Ronnie Garvin as rookies. Mm. So, Oh, Vince. Right. Yeah. Because, uh-huh. like, why, why acknowledge that wrestlers used to exist <laughs> elsewhere? Right. Well, yeah. What other companies? Yeah, yeah why, why, why bother, like, capitalizing on what makes people popular? Of course. And yeah, what, of course. just give them stupid new gimmicks that we'll never get over in a million years. But it's their fault, you know. Of course. <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah. They, didn't, they didn't take advantage of their opportunities. <laughs> I, I, I remember making jokes about that where two, two WWF at the time would have a, a loser admits his past match. Right, <laughs> where where they would both immediately fall to the ground, <laughs> yeah. try to hey, pin me. No, you pin me. <laughs> uh, no, I want to admit that I'm a former NWA world champion. Can this champion. happen on the Indies, please? <laughs> yeah, please. Yeah. Well, if Kenny Omega were in WWE, he was like, I used to be a world champion <laughs> in Japan. Right. <laughs> now look at me. <laughs> yes, I'm a jobber on on. I don't even uh, know anymore. They don't have Sunday Night Heat yeah. or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Main yeah. events. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Is that still a thing? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's the that's the undercard show is main event now. And 205 Live. Oh, right. Oh, okay. 205 Which Live. He did no, there's no point. Yeah. Well, who knows? There's... We might be getting rid of the Cruiserweight title anyway, so mm-hmm. we'll see. We'll get into that a little bit later. It'll just be called <laughs> WWE Live. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Here, here we are, totally admitting our ignorance on the biggest federation. <laughs> well, w- you know, WWE wrestling. then, now, maybe two years. Yeah, yeah maybe. May- maybe, <laughs> yeah. maybe five to ten years. <laughs> well, speaking of the WWE, there we are. Got mm-hmm. it right. World Wrestling U. <laughs> Ah, nice. Okay, I'm totally remembering that. So yes. that, would, that would be WWE WWE. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, the Survivor Series happened. It I, did. Apparently, I heard rumors. Yeah. It. Uh, well, you wouldn't know it uh, watching TV, but they didn't really build up to it. Apparently, no. I haven't watched uh, much WWE television since Halloween Havoc, which was like five weeks ago, I think. I don't that know. That sounds about right. Yeah. It's been a while. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's uh it's been a minute. It's been a minute. And uh yeah, Survivor Series didn't really receive a whole lot of build up because they just spent all their time building up the matches for the Saudi Arabia show, mm-hmm. which we will not mention anymore. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> and uh 
But it, you, but you gotta admit, it was good. What, Crown Jewel? Yeah, yeah it was all right. The the, of course, the fir- the best match was first. Yeah, the Hell in a Cell match that was good. That was but, very good. Yeah, who knows? But yeah, anyway, it's like, uh, the way I can describe Survivor Series in a nutshell is that it suffered from the same things that most a lot of recent WWE pay per views suffered from: good matches, bad booking. The wrestling was good, but is that really enough to get a card over nowadays? Like, well, or in general, like, yeah, it was entertaining, but there's no other storyline angles other than that fucking egg that Vince McMahon had. Oh, <laughs> that golden egg, yes. which was, which oh. was all just a tie into the movie Red Notice that Red stars Notice, The Rock yeah. and the, the Netflix movie. So they got WWE got a big payout for that. That apparently is really terrible. Uh, yeah, I watched it. It's not great. Like well, most watched know. movie I in actually, Netflix yeah, history, I enjoyed it. Yeah. and I, then I, all the then comments again, are like one star, two yeah. star. Yeah. I enjoyed it, but Gal Gadot. I'm sorry, that's yeah. wow. Okay, so Wonder Woman. Yeah, yeah that's why you like that's it. That's total smoke. So we got show. Wonder Wonder Woman, The Rock, <laughs> and Deadpool. And, and Deadpool. <laughs> that's the only yeah. reason I'll watch it. Like I'll probably watch it tonight because I haven't watched it yet. Well, I mean, come on. Like it's Ryan Reynolds and The Rock play the same character in every movie they're in anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, and it's hilarious. Like, yeah, uh, it's not much of a stretch for, 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 for The Rock there. No, yeah. I, I will admit, though, that I did, like, the, the, the day I watched Red Notice, I also watched Jungle Cruise on Disney+. Plus. That was a good movie, <laughs> speaking right. of The Rock. And then, yeah, and then <laughs> yeah. I watched the second Jumanji movie last night. So I've, I've had yeah, my fill of The Rock. That's been on Amazon Prime for, like... <laughs> yeah. Still, yeah. still. The, the new the... Jumanji's been on Amazon Prime for a year already. Yeah, it just, it just got onto Netflix. Yeah, I know. So, yeah. Wow. <laughs> I got that. Oh, we added a movie you might like. And I'm like, I watched this the 11 Rock months is, ago. He's, he's <laughs> still the most over wrestler in the world. Yeah. And he's been retired for how long? Uh, I think his last match was. Like, holy jeez. His the, legit the, retirement was what? Against Cena, I think. The second match was five Cena. years ago. Uh, it was le- at least 10, probably. Oh, I don't know. No, yeah. like. Closer to a decade. I don't know. And he's still the most over-wrestler. His last world. match, technically, was at WrestleMania 30 against Eric Rowan, which was only six seconds long, I think. Yep. Yeah. And he made oh. the appearance on the first ever, on the first uh, SmackDown on Fox. And mm-hmm. that was the last time he was seen in WWE. Even though Survivor Series was dedicated to 25 years of The Rock. And he wasn't there. He did not make he a single appearance. show up, yeah. Or yeah. he wasn't there. TNA Bound for Glory did more for The Rock yeah. than Survivor Series. No, The Rock did more for TNA yeah. Bound for Glory than he did for Survivor Series. <laughs> he at that, least like, showed yes. up via satellite. Yeah, to, like mm-hmm. when Ken Shamrock got inducted into the mm-hmm. Hall of Fame. Yeah. So yeah. that was, that was like, really cool of him. But for him to not even, like, acknowledge the... The, anything to do with the Survivor he Series? He didn't acknowledge his tribal chief. No, like they they made they made mention of him, yeah. but he wasn't actually on the show. You were expecting it him to show up. It would have been cool for Roman to at the end if The Rock didn't come out. It's like, oh, I'm surprised he's not here to acknowledge me. Yeah, well, I think Vince did say that to Roman that The Rock had bought the egg for him, which cost a hundred million dollars. Oh yeah. Cue the Doctor Evil thing. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, and then someone stole the egg, and then on the next night on Raw, it turned out to be Austin Theory, and that was the end of that. I think oh, I don't know. Uh, what is with Survivor Series and fucking eggs? <laughs> like, what the hell? <laughs> the second worst egg to ever appear ever on Survivor Series. Jesus, <laughs> fuck. It would have uh. been funnier if the gobbledygooker stole the egg. Oh, there was, yeah, there was a wasted opportunity. Yeah, but then again, as we're going to find out in tonight's Turnbuckle Talk, 
audiences change over the years. Mm-hmm. Indeed, they that. do. So there might be a lot of fans today. I don't know. Would they know who the gobbledygooker is? Uh, they've brought him back a couple of times uh, in different forms. I think he was actually at Survivor Series last year. Yeah, he was. he was. He became 24-7 champion, yep. right? Yeah, okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Because he okay, pinned well, your gulag. You might as well throw him in the Hall of Fame now. Yeah. I can see it. No, I think the, I think the Goblin <laughs> Gooker was Drew Gulak last year. Fuck. Oh, was it Drew I, th- I think so. I don't know. That, that was a year ago. I gotta, <laughs> but, uh, I gotta stop watching wrestling. This is not good. No, you gotta stop watching hard. sports entertainment. Yeah. Oh, fuck. But, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> they stopped keeping count of these Survivor Series uh, matches for who wins what, but I think it was Raw won every match except for the main event, which was Roman versus Big E, and Roman won that clean, mm-hmm. so it kind of made Big E look a bit weak, but, you know, whatever. It's The matches were fine. Mm-hmm. Like the the men's five on five Survivor Series match was good. The mm-hmm. women's one was good. Mm-hmm. The Damian Priest versus Shinsuke was on the pre show, and that ended in a disqualification. Yep, and that was to- that could have been match of the night mm-hmm. easily. Mm-hmm. The mid card title is always the best title. <laughs> the two mid card <laughs> champions didn't even get on the fucking main card. I hate it. <laughs> no one gives a fuck about the Intercontinental Champion or the U.S. title. Apparently, <laughs> like ugh, ugh. Anyway. On, on a brighter note, a uh, week before that, we did have an AEW full gear, which was a very solid pay-per-view from front to back, if I do say so mm-hmm. myself. Quickly go over the card. We On the pre-show, we had Hikaru Shida and uh, Thunder Rosa defeated Jamie Hayter and Nyla Rose uh, via pinfall in a tag team match. It was, it was fine. It was, it was pre-show worthy, I'd say, like, even though... It, Hikaru Shida and Thunder Rosa are two phenomenal talents. Yeah, they but, should never be on the pre-show. Yeah, but like, so so is Jamie Hayter. Nyla Rose, uh, she's fine. She's former world champion. But or, I guess there's three or two former world champions in this. Thunder Rosa was also one, but not AEW. Anyway, and um, hopefully Jamie Hayter is a future AEW women's world champion because she knows how to work. And she's, she's got it going on. Yeah. If they don't push her too hard, if they let her develop, mm-hmm. you know, at, at a decent rate and all that, and they give her the right storyline and all that, hope they seem they, start. They seem to be building a story that she's going to be breaking away from Britt Baker mm-hmm. right now. So. I think mm-hmm. that this is off topic again, but I think this tweet from Johnny Gargano just now Uh-oh. is confirming this is his last. Well, he signed an extension just yeah. to be in the War Games match he tonight. He just posted ah. a selfie with Champa, and he said one more for old time's sake. Aww. Right, right, which we so, should probably say right now. This will be the last Johnny Gargano. Yeah, and we're recording this just moments before. Two hours before yeah. War Games goes before live. Not War not TakeOver War Games, just War Games, because TakeOvers aren't a thing anymore. Nope. <laughs> oh. And William Regal didn't even say War Games. So no, it's not is, War so is it really what? War Games? So does w- it really count then? Yeah, does does it really count if William Regal doesn't come out when people are brawling and says war games? <laughs> <laughs> I, I I yelled that out loud at work the other week and it was fucking hilarious. <laughs> nice. His dad phoned me at work and he's like, "Oh, what pay per views next weekend?" And I was like, "Oh, war games." And he's like, "He didn't say war games." And I'm like, "No, he didn't say war games. War games." <laughs> <laughs> or is it horror horror games? War games. War games. games. <laughs> I think Rob Black made a movie called that. (laughs) (laughs) Wouldn't surprise me one bit. Tell you, I never saw that at the card. That's for sure. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) But anyway, back to uh, full gear. The open, the the show opened proper with a 
MJF taking on Darby Allen. This was actually a very good chain wrestling match. Uh, I was really impressed by both men in it, but I mean, come on, MJF and Darby Allen, two of the four pillars of AEW. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, I was gonna say that. That's right. Yeah, so they they put on a great match. MJF won that one. Uh, next up, we have the tag team titles. Uh, yeah, AEW tag team titles. The Lucha Brothers uh, defending against uh, FTR. Lucha Brothers retained again. Uh, this was that match where I think uh, uh, Dax Harwood got knocked out unintentionally, mm-hmm. so they had kind of had to improvise the ending. Yeah, yeah. So that was a little bit awkward, but nevertheless, it was still a pretty good match. Uh, he got his bell rung. Yeah. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, then we had the finals in the AEW World Championship Elim- Eliminator Tournament. Uh, Brian Danielson defeated Miro, which I thought this could have gone either way, to be perfectly honest with you, but Brian Danielson's gone undefeated so far, and, well, his match against the world champion, who I'm sure we all know who it is by now, but I'll save who it is for the end of the card. But, uh, yeah, Brian Danielson, he's surprising that he actually turned... Or it was kind of more like a heel reveal on the next episode of Dynamite. when uh, All afterwards. because you mentioned WrestleMania, the crowd turned on him. Well, not necessarily. It's, uh, like, since he debuted at All Out, they never really established whether or not he was a heel or a face. He was just wrestling people. Now it just kind of reveals that he's just himself. Yeah, he, but I'm, I'm not buying it. I'm yeah. not buying him as a heel. It just... It just I don't know. He said the word fickle, and that was like kind of a callback to his uh, Planets <laughs> Champion gimmick in WWE, which I actually liked his run, uh, his heel run, his last heel run as, as the champion, WWE yeah. Champion. Yeah, that was good with the, with the hemp belt, yep. with the oak, uh, with the oak medallions. That was great. Well, only, <laughs> only the WWF thinks. Well, Brian even said like that, that is, was his favorite you know. part of his career there. Yeah. Well, it's he he really worked the crowd, but mm-hmm. uh, that that that's a uh, that's one of those uh, that's one of those things where it's like this guy's a heel and he wants to like. Save the planet. Save the planet. Like, <laughs> only rich Republicans think like this. You mean Vince like, McMahon? Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All of them. They're all like. <sighs> well, he's a vegan. <laughs> he's he's got to be nobody evil. Likes he's got to be evil there. Yeah. Nobody likes vegans. Mm. He's trying to save the planet, not get filthy rich. What the hell? <laughs> he's thinking about the person beside him, not yeah. himself. But yeah, he. Or anyway, Brian Danielson actually won this match by, it says technical submission, which I think was like he had him in a head scissors and knocked him out. I think that's how the match ended, if I remember correctly. So he didn't actually pin Miro, but he used the weakness of his neck against him. So Uh that was was pretty cool. And then we had a false count anywhere, uh, six-man tag team match. Well, I can't can't really call it a tag team match because there was no tags, but... What is there ever tags in tag team matches in AEW? Let's be no. real here. <laughs> it's like they use the lucha rules from Mexico. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's exactly what they use, but yeah, either way, they're entertaining. They're entertaining. So we had Christian Cage and the Jurassic Express against the Young Bucks and Adam Cole, or I guess the Super Click. Uh, yeah, this the match Super went Click. on. Yeah, so <laughs> this match went on for quite a while. It seemed because pinfalls just kept getting broken up over and over again, and uh, we had some really cool spots throughout the match. One of the spots that really stuck out to me was when Luchasaurus did a shooting star press off the stage onto the guys. Like, come on, a guy that big doing that move like that (laughs) from such a height? Come on. (laughs) Surprised Mm -hmm. nobody got hurt. But anyway, the uh, Christian Cage and the Jurassic Express ended up winning that one. Uh, Next, we had a tag team match was Cody Rhodes and Pac. Can they coexist? (laughs) Against uh, Malachi Black and Andrade El Idolo. Uh, Cody and Pac ended up winning, so I guess they can coexist. <laughs> that was one of the like oh, yeah. that was one of those tropes that carried on from or carried over from WWE that I actually hate. 
the whole can they coexist thing. It's it's overdone way too much, in my opinion. But nevertheless, it was a probably the worst match of the night, I'd say. But it was still not not horrible. Uh, next, we had uh, AEW Women's World Title Britt Baker defending against uh, Ty Conti. Not bad for Ty. Ty Conti is actually like. I didn't really see her in the title picture for the longest time, but actually after she got in there and they had a little bit of a buildup, the match itself was good. They had like pay-per-view, like big pay-per-view worthy entrances. So yeah, Mm -hmm. solid showing from both women. And for some reason I see on the interwebs a lot about criticism about the AEW women's division not being that strong or whatever. And I'm looking at the roster and from what I see on, on dynamite and all that and the pay-per-views, I'm like, am I the only one that sees how good women's wrestling in A&W is right now? It started off kind of well, weak. it started off terrible. Yeah, but it's getting better. It's getting better. That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. And like I said on previous episodes, I think it's mainly because uh, a lot of these women haven't don't have that much experience wrestling on TV. But, mm-hmm. I don't know, it's, uh, it is getting pretty good now. Like, uh, Britt Baker, I think, has been the best women's champion they've had so far. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. She's one of the best things on TV, just yeah. in general. Yeah. <laughs> like her, her character work is phenomenal. Like, let's be real here. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, like I said, I'm looking forward to eventually <laughs> when Jamie Hayter breaks away and then they have their little, their, their promo battles are going to be great because I've seen Jamie Hayter's work in Japan and she's great on the mic. Like, oh, really right good. on. Yeah. It's like, I just wish she's had the She's had the opportunity to let that highlight on American television, but she hasn't had that yet, but she will. I guarantee it. <laughs> and uh, then we had CM Punk versus Eddie Kingston. This uh, was a bit shorter than I thought it was going to be, but the way it started off with Eddie Kingston pretty much knocking Punk out like right before the bell, that kind of threw me for a loop. But yeah, I mean, like basically this was just a two guys beating the shit out of each other, just a brawl. No technical wrestling here. <laughs> There are very little. Let's just go have fun. Okay. Yeah, let's just, let's just beat the shit out of each other. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, CM Punk ended up winning, as so he's still undefeated in AEW as well. Curious to see who's going to be the first person to beat both CM Punk and Brian Danielson. But I guess time will tell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yeah, that's the the best role for them right now is to be that person to get the younger talent over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even if they aren't being beaten by the younger talent. But yeah, like there's there's ways that you know Punk and Danielson can come out on top, but it's the story you tell that gets the other guy over. Mm-hmm. Like that's the best role for them right now. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. And then we had the Minneapolis street fight, which was the inner circle against uh, American Top Team and the Men of the Year. This was basically a comedy match. Let's be. And Chris Jericho's frog splash. Oh yeah, Chris Jericho's frog splash as, as a dedication to Eddie Guerrero because on the on the night of this pay per view that was actually the, the anniversary of Eddie Guerrero's passing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, wow. I think it was uh, was it sixteen years? I think, yeah, sixteen years since Eddie Guerrero had passed, which is kind of yeah, weird. Kind of weird believe to it's think been about. that long. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway. The whole, yeah, the, the, the Minneapolis street fight, the whole, the, the reason why it was a Minneapolis street fight goes beyond the fact that it was in Minneapolis, and it was because uh, I think all, all the weapons around the ring were things that were made or invented in the city of Minneapolis. <laughs> so. well, okay, well, that's good, because mm. there's so many times over the years 
just like, especially when, you know, the house show was the emphasis on the pro wrestling world, mm-hmm. where, you know, you would have the Winnipeg street fight. <laughs> Just and because it was, it was candlesticks and chairs. Yeah. yeah, yeah, or it was the Saskatoon street fight, or the okay when you when you get a Chicago street fight, that makes sense, mm-hmm. okay, because Chicago is the rough and tumble town and all. Yeah, that. but you know, it's the bumfuck Alabama street fight that just doesn't. <laughs> sorry, that just doesn't get me hyped. Well, there were there were candlesticks <laughs> in this match too, which I thought was kind of I was just like really oh yeah that kendo stick which is was invented in Minneapolis, Minnesota. <laughs> But right. the, no, there was toasters and the, some of the uh, Jake Hager hit someone with a toaster, and the toaster was actually invented in Minneapolis. Oh, so there yeah. we go. And there was yeah, toast. Yeah, fucking yeah, toast. The toast. brave little yeah. toaster is all elite. That was one of my favorite movies back back when I was a hey, kid. Hey, mm-hmm. rock and roll. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Inner Circle ended up go winning to Photoshop that. Photoshop now. Yeah. Make it. <laughs> I think it already has been made. <laughs> anyway, yeah, Chris Jericho ended up getting the pin on Dan Lambert with that one because Dan Lambert was basically the comedy uh, heel manager, I guess, of this whole and thing. And he's going to eat the pin because he's the one that uh, is not really a real wrestler. He's no, kind of like the manager. The he's, he's, he, came, he came out wearing the sweatsuit and the headband, and he basically he was the Bobby Heenan of this whole yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. And uh, like I, I did, and like I enjoyed his heel promos. Because people, he actually got people to boo him, which was like in, mm-hmm. in wrestling nowadays is like a is an accomplishment. Because <laughs> if right. you're if you're good at what you do, people will cheer you, regardless of whether you hate people or not. But uh, yeah, like <laughs> like in leading up to this pay per view, I remember there was that one segment with the Inner Circle and American Top Team where uh, Lambert put Chris Jericho in the walls of Jericho. <laughs> <laughs> and then they put the microphone to his mouth, and he's just like, "This is a Boston Crab Championship Wrestling of Florida." Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Oh God, that is perfect." <laughs> but, but yeah, well, he's not wrong. No, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. Yeah. He's not wrong at all. But yeah, you know, just like, uh, I, I hope this isn't the end of Dan Lambert's uh, time in AEW because I do actually legitimately enjoy his mic work, mm-hmm. like in, insulting yeah. the crowds and stuff. That was when his mic work is better than half the WWE roster. You know something's wrong. Yeah, e- even though he's just playing a, like a boomer, yeah. <laughs> it's like he's doing it properly. You know, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like if Vince McMahon saw that, he'd be like, "Well, he's right. I don't, I don't understand." <laughs> it's like, why, why are they booing him? He's right. <laughs> but then we got to the main event, which was Hangman Adam Page challenging for the world title against Kenny Omega. Two years of build-up for this match. Mm-hmm. Storytelling. Lo- story long-term, story long-term storytelling with a good payoff. Mm-hmm. This was amazing. I loved the video package leading into it. I loved the entrances. I loved the match. And at the very end, when Hangman went to go hit the buckshot lariat on Kenny, the Young Bucks came out, and they basically just stood there, gave him the nod, and let him let him win the title because that was awesome because they in his world title match against Chris Jericho uh, two years ago at the first all out they said that they weren't going to be in his corner for him so that was kind of like a little nod to back then but now they were even though they're enemies they were in his corner when he won the world heavyweight title so I thought that was kind of cool. watch when Kenny comes back now he'll turn face because he's like I watched that match back. Yeah, and you guys let it happen. Well, that was that was also yeah that was like uh, the next night on or not the next night the next Wednesday on Dynamite at the very beginning Kenny Omega said I haven't watched the match back yet so I was just like so he doesn't know 
So he doesn't know that. <laughs> he doesn't he know that the Young back, Bucks. It'll go into that. Yeah. He doesn't know that the Young Bucks let Adam Cole win. Or, sorry, Adam Adam Page. And, yeah, it's... Adam Page, Yeah, Adam baby. Page, baby. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he does, so that, that's, again, that's lo- more long-term storytelling yep. leading into another feud. So, yep. yeah, it's, uh, yeah, like, and then Adam Page's uh, celebration at the end with the Dark Order, like how, like, and then, then that's another part of the whole story, too, is how Adam Page became kind of an alcoholic during this whole thing. And uh, when the Dark Order came out to celebrate with him, uh, Alex Reynolds handed him a beer, and he just took the beer, threw it down, and just started hugging all the members of the Dark Order. And I was like, aw, <laughs> heartwarming <laughs> moments. He doesn't need alcohol. All he needs is his best friends there we in go. his corner. Yeah. There we go. Although not, not that not that having a few drinks with your best right. friends I was is just a bad about to thing. Say, my, yeah. my, my my friends in alcohol, great yeah. combination. Yeah. Even though I don't drink as much these days, it's still nice to have friends to have a few beers with of course of course like the the whole like i i know what alcoholism does oh it's it 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 is brutal no it's brutal i've been i've been there myself and i'm glad i got out of there right a couple years ago i was pretty it was pretty shitty it's 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 not a good scene so when you saw adam page coming down to the ring even during a Mm run-in and he's got a glass of whiskey in his hand yeah or like like, okay this is stupid solo cup of beer yeah Yeah. (laughs) and it's like but his whole identity his on the thing where it says adam page those things are great oh like the top the things at the top yeah 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 those can be humorous sometimes but as soon as he came out and it said adam page and then above his name it said we're proud of you it's like yep Mm -hmm. yep he's Mm -hmm. winning the title yeah we're proud of you yeah (laughs) Yeah, but yeah, that was that was a feel uh, like a feel good ending to a mm-hmm. very good pay per view. I Which thought. Which is exactly what yeah. you want. Mm-hmm. And now we're gonna see Brian Danielson versus Adam Page on a that, random Wednesday. Uh, uh, no, winter is coming <laughs> on a winter on the the winter is coming edition. Yeah, of, but they should have at least saved it for Battle of the Belts. Um, yeah, that's that's I that's guess. a pay per view match. Like, yeah, what? come on, people. Yeah, but Winter is Coming last year was the episode of Dynamite where Sting debuted and where Kenny Omega won the world title. So big things happen on a random Wednesday. Or it does, yeah. or there'll be like some interference. NLN DQ. Uh, no, this isn't WWE. They wouldn't do that. They, they wouldn't do something like that. I don't think. Because like the, in the in the two year history of AEW, there's only been one disqualification. That's that's an achievement as far as I'm concerned. But like, if I think they have it, leave it on a faulty ending, and then the next paper, actual paper, because Battle of the Belts is just. Is it an actual? It's a Saturday pay-per-view, I think. Uh, or I don't know if it... No, it, it's going to be on TV, but it's not... It's going to be on a Saturday. Yeah. So it's not a, it's not a pay-per-view. But, like, oh. have Brian and Adam Page and Fucky. Time limit then, draw? Yeah, that. Well, they already did the time limit draw with uh, Kenny Omega and Brian mm. Danielson, so I yeah. don't know. Or even do that. As long as it's not a double count out or a disqualification. Yeah. That, but yeah. leave it like a Fucky ending or whatever. Say, let's say Adam Page... It ends with him like rolling over, has his arm over one, two, and Brian has his foot on the rope three. Yeah, or they like pin each other or something. Yeah. I don't know. I, and then uh, Brian will for the next few weeks it'll be blah, 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 my foot was on the rope, blah blah blah, stupid ref, blah blah blah. <laughs> and then fickle, fickle, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. <laughs> blah blah blah. And then have the pay per view, and then that main event in. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Sounds good. Yeah, 
Well, I guess we'll have to wait and see. <laughs> have, yeah. a, have yeah. a stupid ending, and then have Brian go, this would never happen in WWE. Ooh, well. <laughs> it always uh, does. Yeah. But, and that's one thing AEW has to fucking stop doing, is mentioning WWE every week. Yeah, yeah, they do name drop it a lot. And, and I understand why they do it, but there's something to be said for, like, tuning out the competition. Mm-hmm. Just concentrate on what you're doing. Like and, Cody's, go into the ring. Sledgehammer. Well, there's or, the- or or MJF and uh, CM Punk's promo. <laughs> You're just a he, less famous a, a Miz. less famous Miz. Yeah. Where he called yeah. the, the the you can't see me man and the, or the King of Kings. <laughs> it's like oh, okay. And then yeah, then on Raw, Edge brought that up to the Miz, seeing like <laughs> you got other people in other companies mentioning your name. <laughs> but hearing Miz chants on AEW is pretty cool. Yeah. I guess like the Miz is a great worker. <laughs> He's just yeah. I would like to see a promo battle between the Miz and MJF. Let, let's be so let, like un, unfiltered, oh, like yeah. un, unfiltered, like no script. Like yeah, that, not yeah. written by some friends writer or something. Yeah, not written by a writing team who's not allowed to watch wrestling. <laughs> but I'm sure if that were to happen one day in whatever company it's in, writers would walk up to them and do promo battle, and they would look at him and be like, "No, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's us two. Come on, yeah. Not, like not. we got you your script. It's like you, you no. I'm just gonna tear this up." Yeah. Oh, AEW full gear. Horns up, horns down, horns in the middle. Horns up. Horns way well, up. Well, yeah. since me and Snowy missed the card. Yeah. Because I had a gig that night. Mm-hmm. Uh, from all the highlights I saw, I'm going to go up. Yeah, yeah. It's, it sounds like it was probably a pretty cool card. Yeah, so. I, I missed out on the show. Because <laughs> I, 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 I already ordered it live, and I was like, <laughs> I don't want to pay 50 bucks to watch something that wasn't live. That wasn't live. Yeah. Yeah. So AEW, if you're listening, there better be nothing May 7th, because that's when I'm playing with DOA. <laughs> that, that, that's right. It just annoys the piss out of me, like, when wrestling federations don't contact me to yeah. kind of work their the shit nerve. around. I know. The right? nerve. Like, I got shit I gotta do. Like, the you the gotta audacity. Work that's, that's right. Like, so now watch Double or Nothing's gonna be on May 7th next year. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> why, can that, why can I see that happening? Yeah. Isn't it in May? Double it is in May. Yeah, Double or Nothing is It'll in May. It'll fucking be May 7th. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. No doubt. No doubt. Is it on a Saturday? Yes. Oh, okay. It'll be May yeah. 7th. Just to mess with us now that we put it out there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I did all right myself in the uh, pro wrestling pay-per-views as well. Just last night as we speak, um, NWA... Hard times hard too. Time. Hard times, baby. Hard times, baby. Well, hard was, times, daddy. Was last <laughs> night, and yeah, I'm not going to go into too many details. I unfortunately I didn't get a chance to see it live. Like I I recorded it, but I had to wait until later on in the evening, and but that really didn't take away too much of the thrill because. Um, it was they're you, back in the NWA, what they call the NWA Arena, the studio in Atlanta. Where oh they, yeah, where yeah. They started. Yeah, the, like the where the crowd is on the one side. Yeah, on the one oh, side, okay. and it's kind yeah. of g- g- goes up vertically and all that. And it, lo- like, it looks like the like the amphitheaters in your like middle school or high right. school or something <laughs> where you'd have right. assembly. <laughs> and it looks it's great because I'm an old timer that enjoys that old school studio wrestling. Mm-hmm. And to see them back in that, it's just like, oh, yes, this is absolutely fantastic. Definitely one of the strong points of hard times was the uh, the interaction with other federations. The ROH tag team 
title was defended. The, really? The Impact Knockouts title was was defended as well. That's and of cool. Of course, Trevor Murdoch. Okay, with his run, his old school run for the title, and then winning it, and now everything that he's doing. Wow, mm-hmm. you know, this has definitely been Murdoch's years. They year they started off really strong with a match kicking off um, for the NWA Junior Heavyweight Title. Okay, which is the, the, the cruiserweight. Yeah, but basically the, the light heavyweight the, title, the whatever you want to call it. Yeah, <laughs> saw the return of Austin Aries against Brett Titus. Austin Aries really is back. Someone, is someone back. let him back in. Someone actually <laughs> let him. Yeah, yeah. See, that, that's just it. After that like, unprofessional debacle in Impact Wrestling a couple of years yeah, ago. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Apparently the guy's kind of a knob in real life. But oh, I believe it. He's <laughs> uh, he's definitely got it going on in the ring. Oh, he's talented for sure. For sure. He's just kind of arrogant and unprofessional. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that was really good, considering like I love the idea that they're bringing back the NWA Junior Title because when you think about the lineage to this title and like guys like Dory Funk Junior and Brian Pillman, Jushin Liger, Ulta Ultimo Dragon, Bern Gagne held it yeah. before the yeah. AW before there was an AWA. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, there's there's a lot to this. So yeah, that was really excited. To see that um, the ROH, like I said, the ROH World Tag Team Titles, the OGK, uh, Mike Bennett, okay, and Matt Taven defended nice. against Aaron Stevens and Kratos, which is that's the best tag team combination you're going to Kratos. Get. Kratos, Kratos? <laughs> yeah, from God yeah. of War, that Kratos. <laughs> that Kratos. <laughs> I guess so. The one that was on I, WWE and AEW in the same week. I, yeah, I guess. <laughs> Okay. That Kratos? I just know an NWA wrestler named Kratos. Like the, the, the muscly, bald Greek guy with the, it's like pale white. Yeah. <laughs> Good for him. Yeah. He's getting booked. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. The Impact Knockouts title was defended because, like, Mickey James is the current champion. Okay. And she has obviously some connection with the NWA with her husband playing such a prominent role. And all that, and mm-hmm. I believe she's an agent with the ladies in the back and all that. But kayfabe, she's yeah. the champion, right? And all that, and she defended against Kira Hogan. She's with AEW now, isn't she? Uh, she she left Impact. She left Impact. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she's with him with okay, AEW. Well, she's still doing something with the NWA because okay. she got the title shot, which you know James went over. But I'm really liking what they're like. She, Hogan's a star. Yeah. She's going to be in about five years. Hogan's a star. But yeah, I guess. Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> where have is, I heard that before? Yeah, this, this, this is where my head is at. Yeah, because, okay. sorry, like, the Hulkster yeah. never even entered my head at first when I when I thought this. But she's got a lot going on, and I like what they're doing with her. So Now, her last mm-hmm. heel run in... Uh... What was her tag team in Impact that she was Fire in? and Flava. Fi- Fla- or, or, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Fire and Flava, yeah. Like, her heel run was pretty good, mm-hmm. from what I remember. And uh, I didn't even know that she had left uh, Impact until I saw the whole Kira Hogan is all elite thing that AEW had shared. But that's, that's another great thing about AEW is that I love how they're like a major time promotion on cable TV and they're allowing their talent to go other places. To go other things, yeah. Yeah, yeah or at least to fulfill any 
obligations. Yeah, for sure. It's not like WWE where they're just like, oh, can't do that anymore. You're you're our employee. You're our, Actually, yeah, you're a yeah. contractor. <laughs> Mama huh. Foley's young boy son showed up on Hard Times just to cut a quick promo. Mick Foley? Yep. He showed up, cut a quick promo. It looks like he's kind of dropping hints like, you know, I'm here and things are going to be doing. Like he's like he's an on-air enforcer, mm-hmm. sort of. So I think that's a really good coup for the for the NWA. Um, I did like him as WWE commissioner. That was that, that was a good uh, run for him. I thought, but, mm-hmm. but yeah. So he, yeah, Mick Foley does make a good authority figure. I think. Right. Yeah. Right. Because yeah, he can he can be a badass when he needs to, but he can be Mister Nice Guy mm-hmm. as well. And I like the way they uh, they kind of go back and forth. Nice tribute to Jazz, where they brought her out and she gave a nice little speech. Mm-hmm. And so she's officially retired now, or uh, well, yeah, uh, I know, yeah, I know, yeah, <laughs> the word retirement and professional wrestling are kind of like oil and water, right? But <laughs> right, but yeah, no, she made reference to being a uh, agent in the back, okay, with, 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 with the women. Well, she's had a good run throughout her career. She had a fantastic like, run. Yeah. She, I actually forgot that she was WWF women's champion at yeah, one time it was yeah like she she went on to acknowledge how she was the last wwf champion and the first and WWE. the first wwe champion yeah. i'm like oh, okay you're splitting hairs but well that was like eddie guerrero was the good. first wwf intercon or the last wwf intercontinental champion and the first wwe intercontinental champion mm-hmm. i think triple h was the last ever wwf world champion yep. yeah yep yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, the game. Uh, the game. <laughs> and she had a really cool quote when she thanked Paul Heyman for believing in her and believing in her TNA, which for me, that wasn't tits and ass. That stood for talent and ability. And I'm like, oh, nice. that is a badass quote. That mm-hmm. was absolutely fantastic. Awesome. And yeah. Yeah. So it was really nice to see. Um, them pay a tribute to jazz and i hope this isn't like every every, every once in a while they want to bring her out to be in a battle royal or like a special do, special, a special tag team partner yeah, yeah. then please it's by, pro- by yeah. all means and murdoch successfully defended against mike knox and then, just, and then <laughs> I had you in mind the, yeah. the second I saw Cardona that, came I saw out. that live, and then I'm like, I can't tell Snowy because I know he's going to be working. He's going to watch it later. Uh, the it, king yeah. of the death match. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I you, actually, as he trademarked the name, king he, of the he death He actually match. has a trademark now. He's trademarked deathmatch king. Ha. Right on. Right on. Yeah. Like, huh. I'm, I love Trevor Murdoch and all that, but I'm just... With all of this stuff and the fact that Card and I've mentioned this on the show, okay, the fact that all 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 of you deathmatch weirdos just hate this guy now, it's great. I love him. Matt Cardona. I love Matt Cardona. Cardona too. On, <laughs> this guy's on point. The GCW faithful hate like want him they dead. So <laughs> like they want him dead. But uh-huh. like yeah, they want him like dead. Like at and GCW his wife a couple weeks ago fucked. when he came out with Effie's jackets oh. and hashtagged himself as Super Effie. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. Well, he knows how to push people's buttons. Yep. But, well, GCW fans seem like hardcore, like. Like the original ECW. Oh, crowd. yeah. Yeah, but they, they also seem like. You know those metal heads where you you like try to make fun of metal and they're just like no you can't 
Right. They can't laugh at themselves. Yeah. They're the elite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the metalhead. Where it's like, uh, like. Metalhead elitists piss me off. By where the way. it's like years ago, I shared this photo of, of Dimebag Daryl where it said, like, rest in peace, Ronnie James Dio, best Megadeth drummer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh. Or that um, Megadeth. That's funny to me. Or that post the other day with the original lineup of Metallica. Oh yeah, the original the original lineup of Megadeth. Dave had to replace them all. Yeah, replace three of them. That was so good. God. Yeah. My heart goes out to Ron Govney, man. Oh well, he's the one that Cliff Burton replaced. Yeah, he's still doing. He's he's doing all right. He's he's doing fine. I hope so, but like he left the band or was released or whatever. Got kicked out before they did anything. Yeah. And then now look where Metallica. Since we're now on the music topic for a second, Tony Martin released a solo album. Really? Yeah. Oh, right on. I'll be sure to check it out. Speaking of a release, though. Well, dun, 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 we, we gotta, are you done with your coverage of NWA? Uh, or? Horns up. Oh, horns, horns up. up. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I totally marked out when I saw Cardona there. Yeah. yeah he's, he is NWA Timber. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> welcome, think- welcome to the new segment called "You Just Made the List of Releases." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the releases. Like not not to make not to poke fun at people losing their jobs, but you know, at this point, it's just yeah, yeah. it's just, it's something we have to do. It's like it's 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 like what Ember Moon said when she got released. At this point, I can only laugh. Yeah, like mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So yeah, keeping with the latest trend of budget cuts, budget cuts. Sorry. Better luck next time. <laughs> yeah, the WWE let go of another handful of talent on November 18th uh, as we speak. And yeah, some pretty pretty shocking ones. Some other ones not so shocking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so keeping on. Like, yeah, the last crop release was on November 4th. So November 18th, uh, they let go of eight more stars. Uh, three of which were a part of the group Hit Row, so the entire the entire <laughs> all group of Hit, of Hit all of Hit Row is gone after being one of the SmackDown draft picks. Yep. This past November, and they were only on SmackDown yeah. for what two weeks? Uh, as a f- full group, I think they were only on once, and then the other three were on a couple weeks in a row, and then they had their little feud with Jinder Mahal and Shanky, and now they're gone completely, and I don't. Uh, I, I don't know if it had anything to do with Top Dollar's uh, Twitter thing about about racism uh, or something. Like, something went down there. I don't know. He he wrote like a disc rap for Ginger Mahal, and some tweets got deleted. I don't remember the perfect details, but <laughs> hit row more like cringe, cringe row. It's like speak <sighs> cringe row. Yeah. Like, come on, shit row was right there. If yeah, it wasn't yeah, a PG, what, what if it wasn't a PG product, come on, it would have been shit. Row. It would have been shit row. Yeah, or if it was the if it was still the original NXT, it would have been shit. I don't know. Okay, I'm just uh, okay. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna get mad here. <laughs> yeah. So Ashanti Adonis, top dollar, and Isaiah Swerve Scott. That guy had the most potential in the world to be a star, mm-hmm. and they fucking squandered it. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. Oh, He'll be God. back on the Indies soon. Yeah. He will. Or maybe maybe he'll be all elite. Who knows? As for the <clears throat> sorry, as for the other two, I don't know. Hard to say where they'll turn up. I don't know if uh Top Dollar or AJ Francis will probably keep doing his uh his thing on A and E, maybe. Because he had that he was part of that show where they go around finding old uh uh like wrestlers uh, merchandise or wrestling attire. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll be up for a while. Yeah, well, 
I don't know if AJ Francis is going to work with WWE anymore after that, but I guess we'll see. We'll see how much money they save from those budget cuts, you know? <laughs> well, they bought a $100 million egg. Yeah, so. well, yeah apparently. Yeah. Well, no, The Rock bought a $100 million egg. <laughs> but that's kayfabe, so that doesn't yeah. count. Uh, Drake Maverick. He was a part of the 2020 first round of cuts, but he got brought back after his very emotional uh, post on Twitter. Uh saying that he was not going to have... And then his new release video was fantastic. I didn't even see it, to be Holy honest with you. Holy shit. It, like, it played the intro to his old one. Okay. And then he basically did a thing where there was a noise at the end of it, and he walked around the corner. It's just like, you pulled, you did this shit last time. Mm. Stand the fuck up. <laughs> back on your feet. And... We can, like, you're not done yet. Yeah. And John Cena even shared it, so that probably pissed the company off. Well, at least John Cena knows his morals, mm-hmm. I guess. Anyway, uh, Shane Thorne. He was uh former NXT talent, got brought up as a member of Retribution. Uh, he was the one who wore the paper plate on his face. <laughs> or whatever, like the, oh, okay. the paper plate uh, Jason Voorhees hockey mask thing. Uh, I, what was it? Slapjack. That was his name. Yeah. He's been released. Uh, he was he wrestled a couple of dark matches with this new Australian uh, Crocodile Dundee gimmick, you know, because he's Australian. So he, obviously he has to be have an Australian themed gimmick. Crikey. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, you know. That's and then he kind of, and then in those photos that popped up, he kind of looked like Jungle Jim on the Indies. A little bit, a little bit, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, actually, well, going back to Drake Maverick, do you think we can see a uh, return of Rockstar Spud? Yes. Yeah. 100%. You think he's going back to Impact. I can see it for mm. one more. Or he'll, or he'll, him, he'll him show e- up in Impact with EC3. Yeah, him and EC3 are going to reunite. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. I can see it. Uh, Shane Thorne, on the other hand, though, I don't know any of thing about him outside of NXT, so I don't know where he could show up. Probably in Impact. Probably MLW. Maybe he'll just be relegated to AEW Dark. Who knows? Even if he doesn't sign with AEW, I'm sure he'll show up on Dark and Dark oh, yeah. Elevation. At some point. Uh, Jackson Riker. <laughs> took, him, took him long enough. Yep. <laughs> like, yeah, this was a guy who uh, got some controversy surrounding him regarding his posts about the Black Lives Matter movement. And Pro-Trump. And then they, yeah, and then they tried to uh, push him as a babyface, and it didn't take. So they tried to pipe in cheers into the crowd on TV, and it still didn't take. And eventually they realized maybe this isn't going to work. So... Better luck elsewhere. I don't see anybody wanting to hire him after that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. Jackson Riker, I think he, you might be looking for a different career path there, bud. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry to say, but, or, I don't know. <laughs> it's like, well, it, it's about time. This, yeah, yeah this, this is a cautionary tale. Like, yeah. Be, be careful. Like, every, this day and age with social media and all that, you use your common sense what you put out there for, about For yourself. example... Look what happened to Drake Wartz. Yeah, yeah, like that fucking fights. Where this is, is fine. he now? Is he in Mexico? He's a referee in LAWE. Oh, where the Lucha Brothers occasionally wrestle. Okay, so oh, that's okay. in Mexico. Yeah. So he had to go to a different country to get a job. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> that about says it all right there. But it's like he's having a great career, and then he decided to post his personal shit online. <laughs> yeah. Don't meet your heroes, I guess. Well, yep. not that Jackson Riker was anybody's hero, yeah. but. Okay. <laughs> So all the Forgotten Sons are just that, forgotten. Yep. Oh, well. 
All because of him, too, and then they fired all the rest of Forgotten Sons first. Yeah. Make sense of that. Yeah. Please. <laughs> Vince. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, we, next up, we got Tegan Knox. I'll be honest, she was one of my favorites. She was one of my favorite WWE women's talents. She had all the potential in the world. I loved her in NXT and mm-hmm. NXT UK. And then she got brought up as a tag team with Shotzi Blackheart. Then they got separated in the draft. And I don't think Tegan and Knox. Then she appeared. lost her first name. Or yeah, she was just. And then Knox. she came yeah. back. I, yeah, she came back to NXT for one show. And then basically got thrown right into a story. And then the next day she was gone. Yep. Wow. Oh yeah, she was. She was the one who was that that whole like battery charging up yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, it was Tegan. Yeah. Yeah, and then she got put on the main roster with Shotzi. Yep. And then the draft separated them. Yep. And then I don't think Tegan Knox even made one appearance on Raw before nope. she got released. She did one on it. She did one more back on NXT. Ugh. And then gone. Ugh. Wow. Well, nevertheless, I, I do follow her on social media. She has gone back to her indie name, uh, Nixon Newell. So I, uh, so I guess she's going to be... I, I can see her showing up as the Joker in a women's casino battle royale at the next AEW pay-per-view, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. Yeah, I can see her putting on some pretty good matches with uh, Britt Baker or Jamie Hayter or any any AEW women's talent. Or who knows, maybe she'll show up in Impact. Right, right? which yeah. that's where, like, we, we instantly think, well, are they AEW material when we should be thinking, well, okay, it's best for wrestling as a whole when these people get released to go someplace other than AEW. Yeah, because AEW's roster is already becoming it's, really It's packed. jam-packed, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's going to get to the point, we're going to be doing this maybe two years from now about AEW wrestlers. Mm. I hope, yeah. hope not. Hope know? not, but... Just sad that Ring of Honor is not an option anymore for a lot of these people. Because mm-hmm. they had the women, they brought back the women, women of Honor title like three years ago, didn't they? And now that's kind of a now yeah. Last well, show yeah, is they, next weekend as yeah, we speak. Yeah, it's final battle might be very well be the final battle. Yeah. Well, with the amount of debt that they've accumulated over the past couple of years, I don't really see them being saved. So, well, I guess Tony <laughs> Ring of Honor is all elite. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Because, like, if, uh, I think I said this on the episode where we talked about Ring of Honor going into a hiatus, like, that uh, Tony Khan would probably be interested in buying the company just for the footage for All In, because mm-hmm. Ring, Ring of Honor does own that footage, but if AEW does start up a streaming service, I, I guarantee you they would want there, All there's In There's that, and there. all of Daniel and Bryan's and stuff, and all of... Daniel and, <laughs> and all, Bryan, Daniel, Daniel Bryan, Danielson. All of Tyler Black stuff. Doesn't and, WWE own some of it, too? Just because that when that CM Punk DVD came out, they had like five Punk Ring of Honor matches on it. I don't know. Well, I don't think WWE makes those uh, those DVDs anymore. So, well, they don't make DVDs we'll anymore. Yeah, that. that's, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. probably something we sh- we should address too. Yeah, but uh, no. Nah, well, CM Punk owns his own name, so I don't think they do own those matches. Same with Samoa, or I don't know, same with Samoa Joe. So, I don't know. I think that's kind of a gray area. Mm-hmm. Not sure, but no, I don't think Vince has any interest in owning anything to do with Ring of Honor. No, but no. Khan should definitely be. Yeah, uh, Khan should jump it. on that, or Khan's dad, rather, because mm. he's the one with the money. But uh, yeah, and then last, but certainly not least, John Morrison. Yeah, yeah. And this is this is the guy that's 
going to be of the most value to wherever he goes. Yeah, is he going to go back to Impact? Johnny Impact? Making Johnny a bigger Dynamite? Turn? Or Johnny Elite? <laughs> Johnny Elite. Johnny yeah. Elite. Oh. If, if he does go to oh. aid, well, or, or he could just be Johnny Mundo. I don't know, but because that, that was his uh, his Lucha Underground name, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if he does end up taking the, like a company-inspired name, like he did with Impact, it would have to be Johnny Elite. Because Johnny All sounds dumb, and Johnny Wrestling is already taken by Johnny Gargano. So mm-hmm. <laughs> the Johnny Elite kind of has a nice ring to it, in my opinion. I think he, I think he could have some banger matches with guys like Adam Cole or Kenny Omega. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, whenever he sure. comes back, and or even fucking Daniel Bryan Danielson. Bryan Danielson. So yeah, that's bad. But like I said, it's to the point now. You can't it's get invested. Yeah. Well, you can't even get invested in anything to do with WWE anymore because it's like, as, as soon as you do, like people can be in the middle of a storyline and, and they'll the just be like, cannon, "You're yeah. gone." Yeah. See you. Yeah. No. No explanation. Like I can't. It's yeah. hard. It's hard for me to say this about the company, who's basically the reason why I'm sitting here talking about wrestling now in the first place. Because as a kid, <laughs> that that's what got me into wrestling was the WWF, and mm-hmm. I want it to be better. I do. I don't wish anything bad to happen to WWE, but at this point, it's hard to care. It's it hard. Is. It's hard it to is. trust them. Like, mm-hmm. it's just it. The amount of time you put in, like the, I feel like I feel like the the relationship between WWE and its fans is just like a bad one sided relationship where the fans are that one person that puts everything they have into it, but WWE is the other person that just doesn't fucking care. Does, yeah, like. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think the wrestling fan is, the, or obviously the wrestling fan is not the person, their target audience that they're going for mm-hmm. anymore. They're going for the people who flip through the channels and go, ooh, what's this shiny thing? Oh, I remember the wrestling back in the day. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll check it out again. And yeah, they're, they're not looking for long-term commitment. They're looking for short-term moments, even yeah. though there aren't really moments in WWE anymore like there were back. Yeah. I don't know. And that, that game plan is not going to work. No. Like yeah. and they're with the with the way NXT 2.0 is shaping up now, it's like they're reverting back to the ways of the 80s. Big guys who can main event WrestleMania one day, going back to your Ultimate Warriors and your Hulk Hogan's. Like this has been done. <laughs> Nobody wants to see that anymore in 2021, and we'll get to that in the turnbuckle talk, I'm sure. <laughs> it's yeah. just it's it's frustrating, and I. I haven't watched a second of WWE programming in the last month. Oh, yeah. For me, it's... I feel like I have can spend my time doing things that are more productive and improve myself as a person <laughs> rather than wasting seven to nine hours or seven hours on a product that's not going to give me back what I put into it. Mm-hmm. Like... <laughs> no, no, no. And I caught Morrison's uh, release video that he went on and said. And he said he didn't even get a best of luck. He didn't even get the future endeavors thing. Yeah. And what's his name? Lauren Ias just called him up and, yeah, you're gone. Yeah. It's like, as I said, your services are no longer required. Budget cuts. Yeah. Budget cuts. Sorry, pal. (laughs) Oh, geez. Like, that's just. Yeah. Then then he cut a pretty impassioned speech about why you, why wrestlers enjoy wrestling. And that was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. If you guys Mm -hmm. haven't seen it out there, Check it out. It's actually worth a good Before we go into other stuff, too, speaking of Morrison, uh, Triple Mania was last night. Okay. Oh, shit, that's right. Yeah, Uh, it was one or the other for me. Taya Valkyrie showed up via satellite. 
Really? Oh, okay. And well, she didn't compete, no. so it's technically not violating she her. She challenged Deanna Peraza, who's the AAA women's champion. Right, Ooh. right. Okay. When yeah. her contract can... When well, she, she only, can has, she only has a 30-day, and she yeah. was released... Oh, no, her, her non-compete's probably up now, because... November if 4th, she at least showed up she, she on got, TV, then it's expired. Yeah. Well, it's a non-compete. That, that that was the whole thing about Bret Hart's non-compete thing when he showed up in WCW was he had three months where he couldn't wrestle, but he could show up on TV. Oh, <laughs> but right. uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Ty Valkyrie was released from WWE on November fourth, and it is December fifth as we speak. So it's been thirty days. She's a free agent. Yeah. There <laughs> we go. Also, L. I don't know how to say his name. Something El the Viking is the AAA champion. Oh, because he was the like number the... one contender. Oh yeah, because Kenny Omega had to relinquish. Yeah, it. yeah, okay. Well, and then yeah. it was a five way they had last night with Bobby Fish, Jay Lethal, Viking, Lethal, uh, Samurai <laughs> Del Sol. Okay. And I can't remember the other dude. Huh. Right on, right on. It sounds like it was. A really there was part. a lot of AEW talent in there. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, Jay Lethal. He fucking show. Oh, that's another, that yeah, go, another, yeah, going back to full geez. gear. Yeah, Jay Lethal is all elite. Yeah, that, that's big. Mm-hmm. His match against Sammy Guevara on Dynamite for the TNT title that was a banger. Mm-hmm. I love that. It was a great match. Yeah, but I, oh, like kind of they the way. Yeah, okay. They made Lethal look good. Okay, throughout the match, but to have him lose clean like that is just. Uh, what are you doing here? Because, yeah, you're not necessarily burying him, but I'm just getting the feeling like this is Tony Khan's statement saying, see, AEW is greater than ROH. Mm. That's, that's, that's what I so got So it's the whole it because, Triple H Sting WrestleMania thing? Right, exactly, exactly. Well, that's, that's, that's what I got out of it. The final nail in the coffin? I think, hmm. you know, I think you may, yeah, I don't know. I think maybe that's re- being reading an ROH re- fan. Maybe yeah. we're just conditioned to think that way because of WWE. But uh, I don't know. I wouldn't read too far into it like that. Maybe Jay Lethal will come back and he'll have a great run in AEW. Oh, no doubt. No, but... Yeah, I'm I'm sure he will because the, he's got talent in the ring yeah. and on the mic and everything. Like oh, yeah. He's <laughs> one of the best reasons to turn to tune into wrestling in just. I, uh, <laughs> I did love. When you get when he came out to be interviewed at first, when they announced that he had signed with the company, and he just gets on the mic, Tony Schiavone's interviewing him, and he just goes Schiavone, <laughs> just in the Ric Flair voice. <laughs> lethal, lethal, <laughs> where are you at, you son of a bitch? Man does me better than I do myself. Yeah. <laughs> Give it to him. <laughs> Give it to him. Oh, I'm definitely I, looking I love forward that to fucking it. Interview so much. Yeah. 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 Even more so in AEW. I don't know. Just everything that's going on with Cody Rhodes oh, is yeah. more entertaining than what the fucking guy's been doing in the ring lately. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And Guys, I, I got to put myself over, pal. Yeah, I can understand why. Like the idea of someone booing a Rhodes, even though like Goldust did have. But that was that really wasn't a Rhodes. Okay? No, the idea was... of someone booing a Rhodes just really doesn't compute with me. But I can understand it, mm-hmm. okay? Because Cody, he just and a lot of this, the guy's fucking pussy whip for starters. Okay, okay, I'll, I'll for lack of a better term, yeah. yeah. And plus, when you're one of the only ones in the company that you helped 
put together is has fireworks in your entrance. Yeah, Come he has, he has more pyro. Yeah. He has more pyro in his entrance than the intro for the show. Yeah, like, <laughs> it just it just seems like right now he's more interested in the extracurricular activities than what he's supposed to be doing in the ring and the fans because the only people, as we're going to find out, they're going to mention later on in the turnbuckle talk. Mm-hmm. The only people watching wrestling now are wrestling fans. Yep. And they're getting sick of his shit. Yeah, the casual fan does not exist anymore. And yeah, the... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Even though he was in his hometown, he still... He still got booed. He still gets he's booed. He's still yeah. getting booed and all that because they just don't like his wife. And I totally understand that. And <laughs> If you don't cheer me, I'll set myself on fire. There's one more reason not to like her. And of yeah. course, I'm glad you, you brought that up. That was brutal this yeah. past dynamite the table with, the, with, with the table. Yeah, his match the, against Andrade, which yeah, not not only the table botch, but like when he brought out the sledgehammer and then he brought out the golden shovel to make fun of both Triple H and John Cena. Yeah. Uh, and what else, what did else did he bring out? Did he bring out a third thing or no? It was just those. Okay. But, like, when he pulled those out and he was just, like, showing it to the... Like he's on camera. He basically just, like... He, he basically could have just pointed at it and went, eh? Yeah, eh? see it? Yeah. Do you get it? Yeah. Do you get it? It's a sledgehammer. <laughs> Do you get it? Yeah. But the you, most... You like this. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I know Cody set himself on fire with a flaming table spot. There hasn't been one on TV and God, since Daniel since- Bryan and Kane. Oh that really? That was the last one. I didn't even see that one. I thought it was, I thought Edge and Mick Foley was the last no, one. Okay. Kane and Brian was the last one. Okay. But m- m- what I remember most is poor Arn Anderson falling off the stage. Oh, when Jose oh, went to go geez, run run at him. Yeah, yeah that was Arn's had a pretty bad <laughs> run of things. That's happened a couple times. He slipped off the he's ring apron. The apron yeah. Like, oh no. Like yeah. <laughs> he's Oh. Glock oh. Anderson down. Yeah, yeah. he, he should uh, Oh. He, uh, yeah, like I'm glad he's okay, but that looked pretty bad. And like, because that was he landed on the fireworks too. Yeah, that's where the fireworks were. Like, uh, props to Jose for helping him up and then continuing to beat him down afterwards. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> for ignoring kayfabe and then going right back into it. But uh, man yeah. down, it's, it's, man down. No, the whole flaming table spot. Like, and then pieces of the table attached themselves to Cody afterwards, yep. and mm-hmm. he had second and third degree burns and like. Uh, yeah, oh, he looked man. like his back looked pretty bad after the fact, and for what? Yeah, to, they're yeah. just gonna boom on AEW next week. Yeah, oh, even even more so now. Yeah, when they set when he set the table up, I immediately said out loud to my TV, "It's too close. Mm-hmm. You're going to miss the fucking table. It's and too he, close." He was the one who took. Ended up going through the table through the flame. Andrade, table. Andrade, I don't even think touched it. Did he? Or no, 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 Co- no. Cody went through it, but it was a botched spot. And instead of doing the right thing and changing shit on the fly, Cody still went on over and gave like the weakest pinfall I ever saw. Well, because he was kind of still on fire when yeah. he did pin Andrade. Right. Because he pinned right. Andrade, he put his arm over him, and his shoulder was on fire. So you can see Andrade like, dude, you're fucking still on yeah, fire. Yeah, you're still he's on fire. putting it out with his hand. Yeah, a, lot of, a lot of good that flame retardant gel does when you're sweating in a wrestling match. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Edge had the same problem at WrestleMania yeah. that one year. So We sweated off in the first three minutes. It's yeah. Just... No, no. Like like I said, they they botched it, and instead of you know fixing shit on the fly... 
which the audience calling would have an went crazy. Yeah, yeah. instead the of Brandy fucking crazy. pulling the table out an extra couple inches. I said that too. I said that too out loud when first of all this this figure comes in in a hood, and I didn't quite know who it was at first, and then okay, it's Brandy. I'm expecting her to pull the table back. Yeah, and she didn't. So that just tells me it's like, okay, this is my time. I'm in the main event. I'm doing my thing. I'm on TV. Yeah. And that's... I'm not going to use really one a- thing of lighter fluid. I'm going to use two. <laughs> that's- yeah. Well, at least it wasn't as bad as the Onita Tremont fire. Yeah. Yeah. That was bad. Yeah, that was really bad. <laughs> but still, nevertheless, yeah, it was unnecessary. People got hurt. Well, Cody got hurt. Well, he's a person. But that's... <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It was just... Just to try and get the fans to cheer him. Again. It was overkill. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was it was overkill, and not the not the New York thrash band that I like. Yeah, <laughs> <But> <laughs> it's, uh, it was it was definitely unnecessary, and yeah, and it's not going to do anything. No, it did it's, nothing. It did nothing but increase the criticism of Cody as a person and and a character. Mm-hmm, just, mm-hmm. So I need to put myself over more. Yeah, at this point, it's just like, dude, just. Like, you're a heel. First yeah. of all, leave leave her home. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't mean to. Where was the baby in all of this? Yeah, <laughs> <That's> like... <sighs> like... <sighs> think of the children. Think... Yeah, <laughs> What's up? Like, Uncle Ricky Starks has to look after the kid while <laughs> while Cody and Brandy are doing their thing. Are wrecking music or music when they're when they're wrecking wrestling shows. Yeah, like, oh, brutal. Yeah. Brutal, brutal. But it's going to be interesting to see, like, the next... Okay, at this point, like, you have to turn Cody heel. I hope this is all like, that you this... You have is, to now. I hope this is what this is leading to, because if it doesn't, then <laughs> this just shows how, like, willfully ignorant Cody is oh, as, yeah. as a person. Yeah, like, like no one... No it just one shows is... his ego is bigger than MJF's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and then he's like, well, his whole the promo that he cut a few weeks back where he's like, I will not turn. It's like... You're not supposed to say that on TV. Stop. Stop. You're a character. (laughs) But, like, that kind of led me to believe that he will eventually turn. And Yeah. yeah. Hopefully if he shows up this week and he comes out and everyone's booing him, this is when he goes, I set myself on fire for you. I mean, he's dressed as Homelander from The Boys, a character who thinks he's a good guy but isn't. Isn't, yeah. Come on. Uh (laughs) Cody cannot be that ignorant. Like, I... <laughs> I don't know. No, maybe he's just playing us all. I don't know. My dad got cheered. I must get cheered. Yeah. 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 I know. guess Cody's just falling on hard times. <laughs> Ooh. Yes. Very. Yeah. There. Moving from that, there was an independent. There's actually a show tonight. Which watch- I know. But we're watching War Games. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but uh, last night at Expect the Unexpected Wrestling debut show, ETU. Uh, Alex Shelley defended the independent title against John Wayne Murdoch. Okay. Which Alex okay. Shelley won. Okay. Oh, nice. So today he defends it against Ruby Soho. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. That is unexpected. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Expect the unexpected. <laughs> also, I forgot Shane Douglas still wrestled every once in a while. Really? Every now and again, yeah. And yeah. he challenged our buddy Danny DeMonto to a match inside the chains at ICW. Hmm. Oh, is he that hard up? Is Douglas really that hard up? Like, does he not have anything better to do? Like, 
I guess not. <laughs> How about there, there's, yeah, this there's time of year is hard. This, this time is hard up for a lot of people. Okay, people are looking for side gigs and what what have you. So yeah, there's a guy that should be working color on NXT, not Mark Henry or the Big Show or whatever. What? Like, oh, you mean what? AEW? Yeah. Sorry, you, you said color on NXT, not Mark. Oh, Mark, I, yeah. yeah, like there's like. On or NWA, yeah, yeah. On, any, on anything. Shane yeah. Douglas would be a great color commentator. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And it's someone that I would actually want to listen to. I'm sorry, I don't care about the big slow, and I don't care about Mark Henry. Well, Mark Henry was taken off the commentary team on Rampage. Yeah, thankfully. Okay, well, there's probably <laughs> Chris, a Chris Jericho. For that. I think uh, Ricky Starks took his place. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so okay. now it's what is it? Excalibur, Jericho, Ricky Starks, and Taz. Mm-hmm. Team Taz. Team Taz. <laughs> Team Taz. No doubt about it, Cole. <laughs> <laughs> well, All right. Well, yeah. let's, uh, I guess. Before that also, RSP <laughs> dropped the H2O title to Matt Tremont. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. But Matt Tremont, I thought he was retired. What happened to that? <laughs> well, I have a feeling this was his last goodbye again because he also relinquished the belt after. Okay. Okay. Okay, well, that's good. Yeah, if there was... Okay, that Tremont guy, man, I don't know. He... Not only like he went through hell, like he brought in the the Japanese lad, Onita. Le, Le, Onita. Yeah, yeah, Okada there. Oh, no, Onita, no. not Okada. Okada. <laughs> Onita, yeah. Onita, okay. Yeah. <laughs> see, I'm I'm out of touch with Kazuchika Okada is very different. <laughs> yeah. They he he brings him in, okay, and this is a vanity project for him mm-hmm. because the whole idea is just to bring him in just so he can get the snot beaten out of him. Mm-hmm. Paid thousands of dollars for this card to happen. Three hundred people show up, or whatever, in a minor league fo- uh, baseball ba- stadium. baseball stadium. The guy loses his shirt, goes to the hospital for a week. Yeah, gets and second and third degree burns. Yeah, yeah. and this is uh, this, an American hospital. Here in Canada, we go to the hospital. We. Shake hands with the doctor. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. but we're still there for fucking yeah. thirteen hours. Yeah, yeah but you're in the waiting room. You have a concussion. Nothing. Yeah, I knew that. My, Why did I even? My, it's not affecting my paycheck though. Yeah, you know in the what states, I mean. It's like ten thousand dollars. Yeah, just for, to walk in the door. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, man, like, oh, I hope it was worth it, buddy. Mm. Like, I really do. And I hope he's feeling better and he does something. And then RS- <laughs> RSP made a tweet after that saying, this is my last death match ever. And then in quotations, glass. Uh-huh. And then he's like, that punk-ass Cardona can do that. Hmm. <laughs> so RSP's going to AEW? Both, or, he's already been wrestling on Dark. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So I he, can see them picking him up. I mean, he deserves it. Yeah, but I have a feeling he'd just be relegated to Dark and, and Elevation. Like, I don't really... Unless he's like a, he'll challenge for the TNT title once and then go back to dark. And then he's done. Yeah, yeah basically. Yeah, yeah, this 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 will get him over one one match. No, well, I mean uh-huh. good 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 for AEW for giving these like giving these guys a, like, shot a little bit of, shot, of a yeah. shot. Yeah, because RSP's been on dark a lot. Yeah, and Warhorse even mm-hmm. got a TNT title shot, didn't mm-hmm. he? Yeah. <laughs> That's definitely someone we should have on the show. Yeah, Warhorse. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure, for sure. Yeah, he fits the theme. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
All right. Switching over a bit to this week's turnbuckle talk. Okay. As you guys do that. Speaking. I'll be back. <laughs> okay. Uh, go enough. upstairs. Yeah, I know. Yep. <laughs> speaking. Okay. Fair enough. Speaking. Yeah. Speaking of the fans and just everything, not not cheering for Cody mm-hmm. and just like the fans, they 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 dictate how things go. Well, they'd like to, yeah. unless your name's Vince McMahon, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> but, I'll tell you what you like. <laughs> but the thing, the thing about the the fandom mm-hmm. over the years is, with every era, with every decade, mm-hmm. you you see a difference, a physical difference. Yeah, in the audience, and it's like, yeah, yeah, look at that, look at that when like. So that that made me think. Okay, with this this week's turn turnbuckle talk, I'd like to quickly just go over how it has changed and when it has changed, and maybe some of the the whys and wherefores. Because I guess maybe like the golden age of wrestling, they call it, like the fifties, the forties, and the fifties. Mm-hmm. Okay, when you see old videos of Gorgeous George and Buddy Rogers and all that, when you see those old black and white clips look into the audience hmm. it really reflects the times because who was watching wrestling at the time were adult males all wearing suits fedoras on <laughs> and their wife with them basically gangsters essentially <laughs> yeah or wannabe gangsters like, or, any, or anything like, like that. georgia bank robbers <laughs> <laughs> who dress up for the robbery. <laughs> you know? And that that was the audience. You know, adult males, and it was thought of, they, or at least they looked at it as if it was real, mm-hmm. which that's, I'm still, I still try to, try to, to be that way. And you, you can tell the men are enjoying it. The, the wives women could not sitting care beside less. them, yeah. they couldn't care less because women back then in the fifties were almost like property. Oh yeah, for you sure. You know, like that. That's the you know a woman's it, place is the kitchen. It sucks to say, but yeah, that's, that's like yeah. that's that's the mentality, and that's what you saw, you know, in the audience: the adult male, the husband, and his wife. And mm-hmm. very rarely did you see any any children back back then it wasn't really for kids no you know and it's just it it, it's kind of funny it's (laughs) it's kind of funny that that's the golden age of wrestling and you know this this is kind of what you're getting really it wasn't until the 70s okay where where kids families you know the family unit, that that nuclear family. That's when that started to become a thing for pro wrestling fans. And this is kind of where I, where I, this is the era where I kind of come in. You know, I was eight years old. Mm-hmm. You know, during the territory days when I first discovered wrestling. You know, in the late seventies, and. That's when you started seeing the 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 younger kids, and it was it was wrestling fans, and there was a lot of wrestling fans. Yeah. Okay, because all the territories were all thriving. 
Okay, everywhere because there was just a lot of fans. And a lot had to do with the fact that it was a family thing because the product, and I hate that word, <laughs> okay, it was geared towards families. Yeah, mm -hmm. it could get violent. Yeah, there was blood. Okay, but it was also a time, well, I'm sorry, the, the, the kids weren't wusses. Yeah. And uh, the parents weren't of, yeah. wusses. You, you, you know, I remember when I was a kid, my parents taking me to the first Alien movie. Mm. And my mom taking me to the Conan, the first Conan the Barbarian movie. And staying up late with my parents watching The Exorcist and The Omen and and Carrie and movies like that. And my parents let me rent all those movies when I was we go to whatever uh, before Blockbuster was our last resort <laughs> when, we, yeah. when we would go to like Mr. Video or Video Stop. Yeah, the mom and pop shops. Yeah, we would go there and I I would go straight to the horror movie section. Of course, and like like uh, I would have a friend with me and be like. We'd, he's like, well, what, what did you guys rent? He's like, well, we got this, uh, we got like pumpkin head and uh, bordello of blood. <laughs> it's like, he has this 10 year or little 12 year old kid renting a movie called Bordello uh -huh, of Blood. And like, my dad was just like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> like, I, I don't know what it was because, and I, I was the same way, like when my daughter was growing up, a family movie mm -hmm. for us were the superhero movies. Yeah, mm -hmm. they got violent. Okay, but. Well, Still, did, yeah. Harry, Harry Potter, The Lord of the Rings, which were brutal movies. Yeah, when they... imagine not taking your kid to a Lord of the Rings movie. Yeah, like wow, God. The only I'm just glad my daughter was of age when the Deadpool's movies came out. Yeah, yeah, because that is the only superhero science fiction fantasy movie that I would have said no, no, you're. You wait till you're older. Yeah, <laughs> with, the, with the language and the yeah, yeah, and this the raunchy sex, the suggestive scenes. stuff. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it was ab it was absolutely brutal. But mm. yeah, the seventies. That's when you started seeing families. It yeah, was, it, it was kind of a family thing. Mom, dad, and the and, two kids, and, and the kids. <laughs> yeah, you know. Well, the I guess that's like the stereotypical family is the mom, dad, the one. The older son and the yeah. younger daughter. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what it the was. The white picket fence family, yeah. And I wish it was like that today, but I'll get to that soon enough. The 80s, though. Yeah. Changed everything. You saw a lot more mixed bag. With the, yeah, with, yeah. The, with the WWF national expansion, okay, it drew a lot of... People that weren't wrestling fans. Mm -hmm. It became a pop culture thing. Oh, for sure, for yeah. sure. It was it was Hulkamania, Cindy Lauper on MTV. Yeah, all the stupid gimmicks, you know, that catered to Joe and Jane average mm -hmm. more than a wrestling fan. All of a sudden, Hillbilly Jim was more interesting than Ray the Crippler Stevens. <laughs> like, really, really. Okay, these are not wrestling fans, and I saw that in high school. All of a sudden, there was all of these people, these non not non wrestling fans are loving the WWF, but knew nothing, even though the AWA was still here in town. Okay, and it was still a thing. The NWA was a thing. Stampede was a thing, and all that. You had all of these WWF fans that knew nothing 
of any of the other federations. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the new that's the new audience. Now what what had started to happen with that though is people like myself, the fans of the territory days, they see the WWF and went, I don't like what's going on. This is not wrestling anymore. Well, that's exactly what Bruno San Martino said when, when, <laughs> right. when, yeah, when, when <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. And a lot of wrestling fans picked up on that. Everyone likes to blame Vince for killing the territories. Uh-huh. No, a lot of that had to do with fans, the territory fans, the old school fans saying, I'm out. Yeah. I'm out. This this is bullshit because you started like NWA became or Proc Crockett became WCW and then they tried to mimic the WWF and even the AWA was doing some rival shit as well. Yeah. In order to compete. And a lot of wrestling fans tapped. Yeah. They were just like, yeah, <laughs> nice. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you know, yeah. So. It's uh, it definitely, yeah. That's what it, when, when sport, when it slowly started to become sports entertainment rather right. than professional wrestling. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. A lot of wrestling fans said, Nope, I'm done. They didn't. Yeah. They didn't and, want the wrestler. They wanted the superstar. Right. Yeah. You wanted, yeah, it was, that's when sports entertainment actually became a thing. And, mm-hmm. Uh, when welcome back when those yeah, yeah. 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 So everything's good over yeah. there no but no. i'm uh, back okay, okay. <laughs> well, we'll just keep the rest of this off the off air <laughs> there, there we go all right there we go okay, so catch so, me up what's terminal yeah, talking we're, well we're, we're on the 80s yeah we're, oh, okay. we're in the 80s we're in the wwf fan exp- or the national expansion Wrestling fans have said, fuck this, I'm out. Mm-hmm. Right, and wrestling fans, okay. Yeah. It just, yeah, <laughs> and it just bred this whole new breed of fans that only cared about the WWF because yep. of their, their stupid gimmicks. And that's... Mantar. When... <laughs> well, that was the 90s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll get into that. And Vince thrived. The WWF thrived and went on to great things. The pro wrestling world really started to suffer even wcw Mm -hmm. you know once they once crockett became wcw and all that like they they were having some real lean years and the wwf as well were hurting going into the mid 90s yeah going into the mid 90s wrestling was probably at an all-time low then oh yeah of course now they said hold my beer yeah the well (laughs) in the early 90s when wwf went from big arenas into the Manhattan the Center. The Manhattan Center. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, wrestling in general was hurting until as the late 90s started pushing. Mid to late 90s. Mid to late yeah. 90s. The Monday Night War started. Yeah. Well, the first, yeah, the first episode of Thunder was uh, at the Mall of America, and that was, I think, yeah, uh, yeah, the first Nitro. Yeah, yeah. or the yeah. first yeah, the first Nitro. Yeah. yeah, that was a first. Yeah, the first Raw was two years before that, and like and the, the the whole reason why they called it Monday Night Raw in the first place is because it was so stripped down from what people were used to seeing. Right, like the, <laughs> these big fancy shows, and it's just like now we're at this little bingo hall that can only fit a few hundred people, uh-huh. and it's still we're called raw. Monday Night Raw, but it's more flashy than it's ever been before. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but yeah, and then you go into the mid '90s, and this is when I started to become a wrestling fan. Mm-hmm. The second Scott Hall walked through the audience of Monday Nitro, right, 
in his finest Canadian tuxedo, by the way, <laughs> got into the ring, got on the microphone and said, you know who I am, mm-hmm. but you don't know why I'm here. <laughs> that, that changed that, everything. Yeah. That changed everything. The Monday Night War was definitely full scale. It was on, and that mm-hmm. brought in a whole new audience, a whole new set of people that really didn't care about wrestling. The NWO triggered this. Everything, because that forced the WWF to do D-Generation X. (laughs) D-Generation X, and then The Rock, Steve Austin. Yeah. Okay, especially Austin. Yeah. And then you had over on the other channel... Yeah, Sting had Sting the end. Yeah. Well, Sting Sting morphed from his '80s persona, which was which was over with the fans. Right. He morphed into the dark crow like character, to, which to was which was just as just as over as his '80s oh, character if, was, if not more, because yeah. there was more people watching now. Because especially once Goldberg really caught on, yeah, that brought in a whole new group of. I want to say college age. Yeah, the people who were kids during the Hogan era were now young uh, or teenagers or young adults. Yeah. And so they could... And it's like... It became a product that they could identify with again. Right. Exactly. Yeah. E- exactly. And they're like, okay, I remember this as a kid, mm-hmm. and but now they're giving me something a little more adult-oriented. Edgy. Edgy. It had an yeah. edge that uh, the 80s, pro- 80s and early 90s product didn't have. Oh, for sure. And the for NWO... Sure. Even though Eric Bischoff stole the idea from Japan, the, the no how, one in the U.S. knew or cared. No, but the, he brought that over, and he had like he turned Hulk Hogan from this goody two shoes, like take your vitamins, say your prayers, into this absolute arrogant. He's he's the mm. third man. Yeah, the third. Yeah, the third man. The yeah. third man, and like they made an absolute killing off of it. They had these guys who looked legitimately badass in these black and white t-shirts and blue jeans coming out to the ring and laying waste to anyone in their path. Right. Saying, you know what? Fuck you. <laughs> this is our this is our show now. And it resonated. Yeah. It resonated with a lot of people on both channels. Wrestling was at an all-time high during the Monday Night Wars. Yeah, and when D-Generation X tried to invade uh, WCW... <laughs> In that tank, <laughs> the tank in, in, yeah. in quotations. Yeah, yeah. It didn't but, really work, but it just showed the lengths that each federation was going to was go, going to do. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah, and let, let's not fam- let's not forget when Raw used to be taped and Nitro was live, and oh. uh, Bischoff would go on air <laughs> five minutes beforehand and spoil Raw for everyone until one day that bit them in the ass and, and six hundred thousand people turned the other channel to watch Mick <laughs> Foley win the world title. Why would you do? That. Well, Why that was Shivani. Shivani's famous line. Oh, that'll put butts in seats. Yeah. Like, well, it, it did. It, it it definitely did. So yep. yeah, it, that was at an all time high, with people at one time just didn't care about wrestling. No, and they watched it for the sheer well, like the, the the edginess of the product. Vince McMahon being the boss that everybody hates and Stone Cold being that epitome or yeah. Yeah, epitome of the uh, average American who just wants to kick his boss's ass. Right, right. Like, and that worked. It did. It, it did. Yeah, yeah. And, and Goldberg on the other side captured everyone's imagination. Yeah, even though he, like, he was kind of a mix of like the, the modern day guy at the time, uh, mixed with that like old school gladiator, dominant gladiator. But mm-hmm. it, it also, it worked. 
Like even did. even did. if his winning streak wasn't entirely accurate, it yeah. still got over. Nobody at home cared. They're just like, yeah, he's won 170 matches. Whatever. I don't. Everyone sure. everyone was <laughs> tuning in to Goldberg because people love to cheer a winner. Yep. That's was Hulk Hogan's draw in during Hulkamania in the 80s and during the national expansion. Mm-hmm. He was going to win. Everyone knew he was going to win. He was going to give the big boot and the leg drop, and everyone was going to go, yay, and he would come Goldberg had the spear and, and the jackhammer, yeah, but the thing about Goldberg, the thing. thing about Goldberg that made him so uh, appropriate for the product, again, that word, the product <laughs> at the time, was that instead of cutting these impassioned promos about how he's going to rise up and defeat and like, all the fans are going to cheer, he didn't say a goddamn word. No, <laughs> People no, would put a microphone... Didn't. I think one of uh, one time I was Mike Tanay or Tony Schiavone went to go interview him and he asked him a question and Goldberg just looked at him and went and just walked away. <laughs> it's like I don't have time for this shit. <laughs> you want me to talk? Yeah. What the hell? And then eventually he did start talking and that kind of ruined the aura of Goldberg. Right. But, and then the second he lost. Oh, when he got tased by Scott Hall. Right. Yeah. Right. To appease Nash's ego. Yeah. Yeah, or at least how the story. Go- I don't know. Like, there's so many different sides to that story. Who knows which one's the actual, real one? Right, well, I think- that's definitely a turnbuckle talk for another day, though. Yeah, I have some ideas going. Yeah, going with that. Then- when when the war ended. Yep. Though and WCW folded, or even e- e- even on its dying days, mm-hmm. you would think theoretically, you would think. That once WCW is gone, the WWF's viewership would double. In theory, yes. In theory, <laughs> you would think. Uh, no, what had happened is everyone just jumped ship from pro wrestling in general. Yeah, they lost interest. Everything, yeah. Yeah, yeah. the WWF went on with no competition you know, and then they tr- well TNA became a thing, but that was nowhere that never got anywhere near right, <laughs> right. any there level no of competition, competition there. Even when they tried to in 2010, but that's uh, again that's a whole other <laughs> that's another era. But <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, and like the early 2000s after after WWF had officially won the Monday Night Wars when the Alliance lost to Team WWF at Survivor Series that year. <laughs> and yeah, then WWF tried to or, or like. Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock became part-timers. That right. severely hurt everything. Uh, and then WWF became the WWE, and they tried to uh, create competition within themselves by splitting the roster in half and having one on right. Raw and one on SmackDown. <laughs> that novelty wore off pretty quick. Pretty quick. <laughs> so. And all through those those couple decades, mm. the audience they did have... Yep, because like just slowly started to decline. When you think about in the 1998, 1999, or like the peak of the Monday Night Wars, about eight million people each were tuning into both Raw right. and Nitro. Right. And Raw nowadays can't even break two million. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> like the old NWA job matches, the old the old main event does just as many viewers as Raw does now. Mm-hmm. And that blows my mind. It yeah. just goes to show you how many wrestling fans there were in the 70s and 80s, you know, before the the trouble. Yep. Okay, before the national expansion and all that, which kind of leaves us 
to where we are today. Mm -hmm. When you kind of look out in the audience and once again, you see adult males, maybe more on the younger side, Mm -hmm. but still 18 to 50. But there's no woman beside them. <laughs> Rarely. <laughs> okay, yeah, there's, Ra- there's sometimes there is. Fans. Sometimes there is. There, there but... is, but by and large, it's it's a predominantly young male wrestling fan. And there like are a, a only wrestling fans. Yeah, or it's a dad and his kid or something. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And even then I don't really see much of that as much it's certainly not as much as it was no. like when I was a kid in the seventies. John's John Cena brought the kids back for a little while, but he's while. He's, he's so yeah. part time now that that's that's kind of a moot but point. Now, but now yeah there's there's not too many dads now. Quick, we need ratings. Cena. Yeah. <laughs> or Bork Laser. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not too many dads want to take their kids to wrestling because they're okay, you guys you discovered wrestling during the Attitude Era, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Okay. Now, I don't, I don't know. What you, <laughs> you, you guys are in your thirties and pushing thirty. Yeah. Okay. Having kids, you guys aren't having kids now, but mm-hmm. that your age group is having kids, and your memory of wrestling is Braun Panties matches. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Now, I'm not that's... taking my kid to wrestling now. No. <laughs> you know, <laughs> wrestling, I, I don't, you know, like that's that's no good. This, I'm, this I'm surprised my parents let me watch. Or I guess they didn't really know what was going on to the fullest extent. Right, but right. Like to, to allow me to watch that stuff when I was like 11, 12 years old. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like shocking. Yeah, when my no. daughter was that age, you know, she was, well, she's, She's Ducky's age, mm. and she was young during the Attitude Era, and we, I did, uh, we wouldn't have Raw on when she was around. We let mm. her watch WCW because it wasn't as bad, and we took her to the indie matches. Right, she just watched but, the shitty Russo book. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, but, uh, yeah, ECW nope. and WWF <laughs> at the time. No, no, that that really wasn't. Was wasn't for kids. No. And now, like I said, there really isn't much in the way of kids watching wrestling. It's it's wrestling fans, mm-hmm. and uh, that sounds stupid to say, but it's not. You know, there was the bandwagon jumpers in the '80s and then the late '90s, and then there's wrestling fans like us, and we're the only ones watching it. Mm-hmm. And we're you know ad- adult male. Well, you look you look at the audience of an AEW show, and it's predominantly adult or yeah, like young yeah, adults. It's, yeah, it's guys, it's males in their mid twenties, early thirties. Yep, and all that. The eighteen and to forty nine demographic. It's it's <laughs> yeah, and it it's I don't know if it's ever going to get better. I don't see how it could. You know, just like, in ter- in terms of that, like it's going to take. Another revolution, and not a revolution that WWF tried to create. Something has to happen organically, yeah. Like the Attitude Era, like the NWO. Something, something has to happen. Well, a lot of people thought when AEW first started up that this was going to trigger uh, 
WWE into pushing themselves, but the fact that WWE doesn't even acknowledge AEW half the time or even consider them to be competition. Right. That's like, and they're they're not gonna, they're not right. gonna try to compete with something that they don't view as a competitor. So and there's just not enough people watching AEW anyway. Yeah, not b- barely breaking a million every week for Dynamite. Like right. That's and like I'll I'll, I'll be honest. After I watched uh, Double or Nothing. The first, the very first AEW event, Dull or Nothing, when John Moxley debuted, and, and the crowd was going crazy. I tuned into Raw uh, two days later to see how they were going to react to that. It's like it didn't even exist to them, and I was like, "Oh, I see, I see how it is." <laughs> <laughs> and then when WWE started, or when sorry, when AEW started their weekly show and with Dynamite uh, later that year, I was like, "Okay, now we've got something going here. How are we gonna go forward with this WWE?" Tune into SmackDown two days later. Nah. <laughs> there, there's something on the other channel what? Yeah. yeah I wouldn't know <laughs> so but. that's kind of where we are and it's it's going to be a tough road to hoe to, yeah. in order to, uh, to to get us back to any of those glory days if you want to call the 50s the golden age the glory days great you mm. want to call the 70s the territory days I won't argue that you want to talk the Monday Night Wars being the golden age sure it's all about it's your perspective. No, no, it is not. <laughs> it's it's not now. Wrestling, <laughs> wrestling nowadays is an afterthought, if it anything. Is. But no, uh, even even when like WWE announces that they're coming to Winnipeg, like when when they when Raw came here last year, the comments section on on the MTS Center's Facebook posts, so many of those comments were, "What? This is still a thing?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was the same thing when um, Jericho, when um. The uh, just last l- last year. Oh, right, his spoken word thing. No, or? the um, there was dynamite was uh on right right after dynamite. There was a big basketball game. Okay, and which drove obviously basketball draws a lot of main mainstream attention, and Jericho was in the main event of the dynamite. And you had all of these basketball fans mm-hmm. tuning in to, you know, the my TN- game. My TNT, my game's yeah. on in ten minutes. Yeah. So that's Jericho. Yeah. Well, he's fat. <laughs> he's fat and he's old and like Twitter just and Facebook and the interwebs just lit up oh. with all of these negative comments about a fifty-year-old guy. Yeah, they, they, they don't. They don't know what metabolism is. Yeah, that's like, right. That's right. But if you threw I yourself got, at the ground, yeah, for twenty plus years, you'd look like shit too. Like, no, Jericho is not gonna look like he was when he was my age. Of course, <laughs> of, course like, of course, yeah, or even younger. Like, well, like, like when, I, yeah, when I first saw him. Yeah, like not. in his twenties and thirties. Like when he was in his thirties, primarily throughout all of uh, his WWE run, he looked. Great, but right. then, like obviously, when you're 50 years old, you're no matter how much you work out, you're not gonna, oh, you're not sure. gonna be able to look like how you did when you were 25. <laughs> for sure, for sure. But what the whole that what that whole scenario tells me is there's all of these people that didn't even know Jericho was a thing, mm-hmm. didn't know that AEW was a thing, didn't even know what's going on in wrestling, and in the 70s the 80s the 90s yeah those fans those basketball fans those joe and jane average would have known exactly what they was going do on. yeah they do they were they would have yeah 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 and it's just <laughs> it's just 
Not happening now. I've said this on the show before, and I'll kind of wrap it up with this. Boy, did we pick a wrong time to start a wrestling podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Well, whatever. It is what it is, man. It it definitely is what it is. How can... uh, Yeah, because I think it's just about time to... You guys want to fire up the war games? Yeah, war games. War games. So how can uh, people get a hold of us? Well, they can get a hold of us on Facebook at facebook.com slash wrestling night in Canada or on Instagram at wrestling night in Canada. And Wrestling Night in Canada is proud members of the Shining Wizards Network, shiningwizardsnetwork.com. Check us out there. Predominantly a pro wrestling network. A lot of really cool shows about our beloved sports, but there's a variety of other things as well. Some pop culture and some music Mm -hmm. on the heavier metal side. If you haven't had enough of your cool Uncle Snowy with this, might want to go over to Radioactive Metal and myself and my co-host Aaron. We every every Friday morning, Mr. Friday morning, shall we say? He's then, uh, I'm on the newest episode as we speak. <laughs> we do, yes, <laughs> yes, that's right, yep. that's right. If you episode six eighty, <laughs> I got an interview. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's yep. right. So if you can't, if you haven't got enough of your cool Uncle Matt, yep. then go Uncle over Matt, there geez. and <laughs> check him out there. In the meantime and in between time, thank you, Ed Whalen. That has been, mm-hmm. this has been another exciting episode of Wrestling Night in Canada. Uh, I'm Snowy White. I'm Matt Copper. I'm Dustin Murga. Signing off. And we're from Winnipeg, you idiots. <laughs>